Hey everybody, today's episode of the Ringer NBA show is brought to you by the Yahoo Tournament Bracket. You know what time it is? Bracket time! There's no wrong way to pick teams with the Yahoo Sports Tourney Pick'em all through the Yahoo Fantasy app. Joining a public group or create a group or join Draymond Green's group for a shot at 25 grand. Don't miss out on March Madness. Get your bracket in before the games tip off March 15th. UConn making the tournament this year? Don't think so. Okay. Basketball is very good. The Raptors are the best team in the East. Phil Jackson actually saved the Knicks. Mark L. Foltz will be an all-star next year. Basketball is very good. Hello, and welcome to the Ringer NBA show. It's Group Chats. Haley O'Shaughnessy. Hello. Justin Verrier. Hi. When did I start going Group Chat? You kind of just it's a few just like episodes ago. I tried to now. give everything a signature. You know, you're what getting I mean? more and more excited as the season goes on. I'm not excited for today because I have to talk about my bet noir, the the Houston Rockets, because they're the second best team in the NBA, the first best team in the NBA. We'll we'll figure it out. We have to talk about the Rockets. They're on a 14 game win streak. Before we get to the NBA, I want to tell you guys a little bit about what's going on on The Ringer this week, because what a week. What a banner week for this website. Great website. A lot of uh, long-form features, including we are, in the, we are in the presence of a long-form writer, Justin. Me? No, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> we are in the presence of a great long-form writer, Haley O'Shaughnessy, as a piece. See, I don't, I don't put her in a box like that. No, I know. She's so multidimensional. You are. It is, it is true. But she wrote a great piece about inside the world of NBA barbers, uh, working with guys like Courtney Lee and Dwight Howard has some funny quotes in the piece. Great piece, Haley. Thanks, Chris. Great read. Um, we also have to talk about Draft Class and One Shining Podcast. Those are the places you need to go to get ready for March Madness and to get ready for the NBA Draft. Draft Class is Danny Chow, Kevin O'Connor, and Jonathan Sharks talking about this coming NBA Draft. And One Shining Podcast, say hi to the bad guys. You know what I'm saying? Tate Frazier, Mark Titus guiding you through this crazy FBI world of college basketball. Oh, are the FBI... Are the college basketball coaches the bad guys or is bad Titus guys? Because and- oh, they have the whole thing, ah. good guy, bad guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. One shiny podcast. Check it out. Uh, also on the ringer.com, Justin and I, Justin played uh, Dr. Melfi to me and uh, helped me work through some feelings about LeBron James possibly coming to the Sixers. Let's start there. Why don't we just start there? Mm. Do you guys see what they asked LeBron uh, if he had said he'd been in Philadelphia looking at schools over the All-Star week? And he was just like, was I in Philadelphia? <laughs> no. He's definitely coming. He also made like this weird distinction between like Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. He said Pennsylvania? Yeah. Hmm. Malvern Prep, I believe, is in New Jersey. Interesting. And that's the place that he was rumored to have been looking at for hmm. his kids. What a weird side trip to take, like regardless of <laughs> I know. if he wanted to be I know. there. I he- was actually watching Instagram videos of his kids. I think it was his oldest son. Uh-huh. And he already has all the swagger oh, yeah. of LeBron. Oh, like you? the way he moves is amazing. Like yeah. I'm already so excited. I'm that probably like, going to watch like YouTube videos after this. He's like 10 year old muscles. Like, yeah. I don't have muscles. At 30. <laughs> right. I seriously think that this is how the rumors of LeBron juicing up end because his kids are literally the exact now same Now even at his 10. children are, are swole. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I just want to say that I think he's coming to Philadelphia now. Wow. Yeah. I think I do. I just, I, there's just, it just feels right. It feels like they, okay. I definitely think that, that there is going to be a serious conversation between the two parties. I can see that. And I think that it's just, like I said in the piece today, any one piece of evidence is refutable on its own in a vacuum. All of them put together is just too weird to make it not a story. 
Yeah, I think LeBron likes to flirt with other teams. I think he likes to be wanted. He's not flirting with the Lakers like this. Maybe he knows that Magic Johnson would get like fine three million dollars <laughs> next time right. he tampers. Right. I just think that I think we're just in a, in a different fit. I think we did all that, and now he's he he basically is just responding to everyone that's that's kind of putting it out there in the ether. Yeah, uh, I think he wants to stay in the East too. Yeah. That's big. I mean, if if you look at his legacy, like just stacking up finals appearances, if you can't get titles, that's like that's still an accomplishment. I just don't know about the fit. We talked about this. Well, in yeah, the I mean, the, 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 it's basically how much of the Sixers that you love do you have to get rid of to make a new Sixers with, built around LeBron James? And obviously, the clutch connection would suggest that Ben Simmons and LeBron James would play together, but the actual basketball connection would suggest that would not work very well right. because Ben Simmons cannot shoot. Yeah, and um, Dario, another guy who's similar in type. Mm-hmm. It, it just uh, he makes decisions ultimately, I believe, because of the basketball decision, because it helps him win titles. Yeah, uh, and I don't know as currently constructed, the Sixers would do that. But on the other hand, he's also gone to teams and kind of got them to trade their best assets. Andrew Wiggins never played for the Cavs as sure. a result of. It turns out he wasn't it. the best asset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 face when I said that was pretty yikes pretty yeah. gripping uh okay yeah I just I think he's coming we'll see I, I just think it's I, th- I just have a weird feeling my spidey sense um let's talk about the Rockets so the Rockets uh beat the Clippers in the return to the uh the hallway brawl uh 105-92 last night they have two 14 game win streaks this season they are 33 and 3 when James Harden and Chris Paul play um, they're making me a huge Warriors fan. I don't know why I can't get over the hump with this team. They are, there's something about them that feels like a cheat code. I think there's something about it that feels like it's like you're trying to game basketball a little bit. Like, a cheat like code? Golden State <laughs> hasn't been that for like the last three years. Yeah, but I don't see Golden State. It's hard to it's hard to explain it. I I respect how they've the Rockets have like literally changed the geometry of the game. I watched some of the plays last night and they were accounting for the idea that Eric Gordon was going to make a shot five feet from behind the three-point arc. You can't defend that in traditional NBA defensive schemes. I mean, there's just, Mm -hmm. eventually they will find an open shooter who is like going to have a 40% shot of making a shot, even if it's like 36 feet away. That is crazy. But there's, I think there's just a stodgy old man in me who's just like, I just like to see a little bit more I, I don't like the idea that they've like fixed, they've solved the Rubik's Cube. You You're know? like a fair weather fan, except like a fair weather hater. <laughs> I'm not, a, I've hated the Rockets this, this entire Harden run. I've never liked the Rockets since Harden's been on the Rockets. I'm going to do a little fact check. Okay. On that after this pod. Why? You think I, there's, you're going to find some some evidence of me being like, man, I love the Rockets. <laughs> Weren't you like pretty hot on them when you literally made up that Chris Paul was going to go there and then like a month or two months I later it actually happened? where the weather vane takes me. <laughs> it's not, that wasn't like I'm into this. That was just like, I can't ignore what I'm seeing. Well, it's interesting that you, you specifically pick out Eric Gordon hitting long threes because isn't that just Steph Curry's move? Like so, if anything, they're just kind of following suit with a certain trend. I think that there's something about the the pace with it, that they play with in possessions and the tempo that they play at and the way in which I don't, the way in which they probe for baskets is somehow frustrating to me. And mm. I'm I'm open to the idea that like I'm just a hater. I'm open to the idea that there's 
I, that I have some sort of like strange Russ thing going on about Harden <laughs> and that that's affecting how I like them. But it's it they have they've really like they've proven over and over again that they're an elite team. Like there's no conversation about that. I'm not arguing whether or not they're great. I'm arguing whether or not I like them and whether or not I like watching them. They're so fun. That's ridiculous. Did you watch Harden literally destroy a man's life last night in three seconds? <laughs> That the was kind of corny. Oh my oh, god! Okay. Oh my god! That's Come take. on, you really I, you like you know what? I I hate to get nineties, but like someone should have dropped a forum on Harden the next time he went down the lane. What did you do when Allen Iverson stepped over Lou? Well, Were you excited? But you know about what? Allen Iverson used to get catch forearms though. When he would do crazy shit, <laughs> Anthony Mason would bury a forearm <laughs> into his into his sternum. And that, like, you just, there was a, there was a logic to it. And that made what Alan Iverson did even crazier. Harden because, can't control that the league is softer. <laughs> we, That's not his problem. We do not support violence on the Ring of NBA I don't show. know why I'm sounding like a 90s Knicks <laughs> fan all of a sudden. I don't mean to sound like this. Like, no. I love, like, a progressive basketball. I, there's a part of me that wants to appreciate this Houston moment for what it is. But there is something about the way that they, like, kind of lope up the court. And they have these two elite point guards that probe and probe and probe and then they finally find the soft spot and somebody hits a 35 footer yeah the the fuck you vibes on this team are just out of control right now and i don't think you ever got that with the warriors even though like draymond is is tough but like he says such funny stuff it kind of almost like dulls and and, like some of the sharp things that he says whereas like with harden there really isn't another side to it and with chris paul there isn't really another side to it it seems like they're they don't really balance out some of like the sharp like harsh things that they're willing to say and do with something more likable. And I think what you're saying, it almost speaks to the way they play. It's like just so cold, hard and efficient where it's like no, nothing in the middle ground, whatever. Uh, and I think that might be what you're getting at. Yeah. I, I it's, it's, it, I, it really, really could be Russ. It really could be the fact sure. that I feel That's like actually fair. all the, the, all the like work we did to like cheer for Russ last year is now gone to like cheering for an upgrade, you know, a right. Version, we had to stand yeah. for it through and through, a even when iOS. he struggled this season. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of Draymond and speaking of, of having a little bit of swagger, he said last night, uh, it's been highly publicized that that team, speaking of the Rockets, is designed to beat us. Noted. Great. We'll see y'all soon. <laughs> Do you think this Rockets team can beat the Warriors? Well, I looked up during their 14-game win streak, the teams that they've beaten, the legitimate teams that they've beaten. So it's the Cavs twice, Raptors, Jazz three times. We're counting the Jazz, right? Sure. Blazers, Pelicans twice, Spurs twice, Wolves twice, Warriors. So... Pretty good. It's a real Pretty run. good. They're yeah. Really good. And, and we also have to you consider can't, that. There's no, there's no softness to a 33 and three record with those two guys. No, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. And also, like in a series that could go seven games, you don't go cold all seven games. And I think James that Harden's that's, like, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even if they did from outside, like you have James Harden and Chris Paul able to drive in whenever they want, draw, draw fouls whenever they want. Yeah, tactically, this is going to be a fascinating postseason, especially for Rockets opponents, because I think that we typically say, or we used to say, playoff basketball is different. Every possession matters. There's not going to be easy threes. There's not going to be Wesley Johnson laughing on the ground as James Harden stares him down. There's going to be someone making a run at every one of these threes trying to chase them out. Do you think it matters? Uh, Yes and no. I could definitely see it working against them. I've always been wondering, been curious about playoff Chris Paul and Mm -hmm. how he messes with James Harden. I think that was one of the biggest questions I had going into the post New Year's period. It's just like, yeah, this 
obviously works. I think they've even gotten better in their small ball lineups with just PJ Tucker and Luke Mbamute. They've been just very good in those sets. Uh, but I do wonder, you know, when Chris Paul becomes just uber Chris Paul and he, he wants to put the vice grip on a game, I wonder how that's going to affect things. But the one thing that I thought was really interesting is Kevin Pelton had a story on ESPN about the Rockets the other day. And he said before the Rockets, the, the best competition the Warriors had had in this run was that 67-win Spurs team. Mm-hmm. They had the highest point differential of any other team, any Cavs team, whatever. Uh, both the Rockets and the Raptors are on that same level. Mm. So we, we could see the Warriors get pushed in a way that we never seen before. Yeah, and I think that I, de- I think I would argue at this point that the Rockets are deeper than the Warriors. I think the Warriors have more top top talent, mm-hmm. uh, but the Rocket the Rockets, when you watch all the different combos of guys they can throw out there, and especially if Capella is healthy and playing like the way he's playing, they are. I think they're they go their eighth and ninth guys are better than the Warriors eighth and ninth guys. It might not matter in the playoffs. Right, that it's taken us this long to even mention Capella mm. like says something about how yeah. deep they are because he's truly like one of the most influential players on the team. 100%. Speaking of influential players, um, Tate Frazier from One Shining Podcast had a tweet the other day. I'm going to mangle it a little bit, but I'll get the, the essence of it right, which is the only thing you can hope to do with Tate. <laughs> Hashtag UNC. Um, he was basically <laughs> saying that James Harden's obviously the MVP this season, but if we are judging MVPs based on the way that we judged Russ last year, the way that we elected Russ last year, then it should be Anthony Davis. <sighs> because hmm. Anthony Davis means the most, like what Anthony Davis is doing with the talent that surrounds Anthony Davis is more impressive than what Harden's doing with the Rockets. Now, I actually do disagree. I I like throw my hands up. Harden's the MVP. He's obviously one of the great offensive talents that have ever played the game. He's almost single-handedly changing the way you can understand positions, you know, uh, how many different things has he been over the course of his career from sixth man to wingman to point guard to now this weird co point guard floor general, but also offensive whirlwind. But man, I was watching that Spurs Pelicans game last night and he is fucking good. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you've watched a lot of him in his career. Yeah. I feel like this is like when like Trinity college goes on those squash runs where they win (laughs) like just 80 games in a row and you just need to find some expert to like talk about it. Just like, let's just hit pause. (laughs) Trinity college goes on squash runs. (laughs) You don't know about this? No. Are you, are are you on squash message boards? What's happening? (laughs) I grew up in Connecticut. They they were just outside of Hartford. Everyone Uh, listening is going to be like, wow, like he's right. They do. Exactly. No, they, they have like just historic, like dominance in the squash world. Yes. And occasionally ESPN has to go and cover it and they're always just like, oh, who do we who do we send? And they just pick out some guy that's probably on retainer. Is there an Anthony Davis of squash? And what I'm saying is I'm the squash expert <laughs> oh, okay. in, in this metaphor. I got you. I got you. <laughs> and so I'm finally getting tapped in after three yeah. years. Yes. Yeah. You're the right Thompson of squash is what you're saying. <laughs> sure. You've watched a lot of Anthony Davis over the years. I, I think that sometimes he puts up a lot of numbers and the Pelicans struggle and we're like, well, these are kind of empty or maybe well, what's it all for if the if he's not going to be in a playoff situation? It was so awesome even even for them to get stomped by the Warriors that year that they got to the playoffs. That I mean, there's that one game that Steph hit the corner three. I think it was in game one maybe where it was like, maybe the Pelicans are going to steal one from the Warriors. Yeah. And uh, he's been open about wanting to get back there. They are going to get, I think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, they have a I'm very difficult season. I mean, the rest of the, they have 19 games left, and only like four of those games are gimmies. I yeah. would say six, optimistically. Okay. I saw one stat today that said that they had 
come back and won from a 15 point deficit nine times this year, which seems like a lot. And you look at their recent uh, just win streak and just the games before that, everything's been very close. Mm-hmm. They've been playing at just an, an incredibly high pace. I looked it up the other day and it, it would be like the highest in 30 years. Jeez, really? Yeah. And, and, and so they're winning a lot of track meets. And I think there's something to be said about that, that they've been winning these games that I remember last year that they would always come out on the other side of it because they just didn't have that little extra to get by. And so maybe... Uh, this will all work out for them, but I also wonder if there's a course correction coming in these next couple games. One of the things that's so surprising is I think we just wrote them off after Cousins went out, not necessarily because we didn't believe in their talent, which frankly I didn't, but because if you build an offense around two big guys and then you go, I mean, they've, they're have they essentially mimicking the, f- the four out, one in offense that, mm-hmm. that was popular, more popular a few years ago. After after the magic, yeah, yeah, that kind of it's Anthony Davis and as many wings as we can find, even guys named Lemon who I've never (laughs) heard of before, right? Okay, (laughs) I just want to say I think that that's a bad thing. Okay, have you guys? I'm sure you have heard of the term Lemon Booty. <laughs> no. uh, but I can't wait to hear what you have to so say. So we're about just it. getting a lot of different it, looks it today. We got Trinity Squash. <laughs> we got Lemon Booty. It basically means like a guy's choking, like he, he's falling apart, like in the end of a game. Okay. So I didn't think that's where you were going to out go on with Lemon. This. Okay, as a name, maybe as a player. I mean, okay. We're going to have to see. Okay, they're getting <laughs> a lot from guys like Holiday more. Even Rondo last night, 13 and 12, like looking very motivated. Maybe he's like, this. it's contract time. But uh, I don't, how are they even doing this? I think we always gripe about the, the talent around Davis, and rightfully so. I think it obscures the fact that they've actually been pretty good when he and Drew Holiday have played throughout mm-hmm. their career. Drew has historically had a lot of injury issues, but last season didn't have virtually any, I believe. He missed 10 games early in the season because of his wife's condition. Uh, But when they played, I think they were at 500 or above 500. And that wasn't good enough considering the start that they had to make the playoffs. But had they had him for that time, I think they would have been just as good as some of the other teams that were kind of kicking around for that eighth, seventh seed. Uh, and then obviously Boogie came in and it changed the whole dynamics of the team, but they are very good together and they've done a good job this year, just kind of filling out around them. Rondo's just kind of more of like a better version of what Tim Frazier was yeah. giving them the year before. Uh, Darius Miller is really good on the wing. Etwan Moore, I think, is completely underrated. And they're still going to get solid. They're getting stuff from Ian Clark. They're getting yeah. stuff from Miritich. They're getting... Minor, but you know, Diallo's out there f- coming in and subbing in. Yeah. Well, I mean, did you watch any of this game last night? Yeah. And I also want to say that I think some motivation, maybe for Anthony Davis, yeah, other than just 100%. like, man, I want to get back to the playoffs, is that is like proving to Boogie, like, look, we could do this and imagine if you were here. Well, it does like bring up an interesting conversation about what they do next. Now, yeah. I think that ultimately they have to bring Boogie back. Because there's nothing else they can do. There's They're no player, right. even coming off an Achilles, there's no player comparable to Boogie that they actually have the flexibility to acquire. 100%. And while I think Boogie raises their ceiling in a way that I don't think they can get to under this kind of construction where you have Nico essentially playing the stretch four Ryan Anderson role, uh, I think that sort of team, the, the Boogie-Brow combination, just like... That's a scary proposition for a team like the Warriors, who just don't have that sort of size. The Rockets, those sort of teams, uh, they're a bit more conventional. But I think it plays into Anthony Davis's particular skill sets better 
than the Boogie Brow combination, simply because I think AD is the perfect stretch five in the modern NBA. And you've seen that them kind of unlock that in this recent run where he's basically just getting more possessions and he's doing what he normally does with them. Could they beat the Spurs in a first round series? Or was that last night more about LaMarcus's injury? <sighs> That's tough. I'm not, I'm not completely sure. And also like we have no certainty now that Kwai might not or might come back. I'm, I'm operating under the assumption that he's not. Hmm. I think that the Pelicans could win then. I do. Because like he said earlier, and something you've, Justin, have pointed out to me throughout the season, is that their role players have got, like, they're significantly better than maybe the Pelicans of old. Yeah, I mean, I, I do wonder just, like, the tactical advantage that the Spurs have. Mm-hmm. I, I think Elvin Gentry's done a good job kind of adjusting on the fly here. Um, but I, I just wonder, going against Pop in a, in a series, he's just going to be able to pull out things and take things away from that team simply because they don't have maybe, like, the third or fourth guy that can kill you. Uh, Davis has averaged 35 and 13 in February. He is the, uh, he joins Moses Malone uh, as the only players in the past 40 seasons to average at least 35 points and 10 rebounds in a month, it's which is good. a very basketball reference type stat, but it's, it suggests like what kind of talent level we're dealing with. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, and then we'll be back to talk a little bit more about some of these other teams that are all bunched up together in the three through 10 seeds in each conference. Today's episode of the Ringer NBA show is brought to you by Belvedere, produced in one of the world's longest running distilleries. Belvedere Vodka is the world's finest all-natural vodka. Crafted by a collective of master distillers, Belvedere is made with non-GMO Polish rye, pure water, and no additives. Recognized for quality, Belvedere was named the ISE World Vodka Producer of the Year in 2015, 2016, and 2017. Belvedere's unparalleled quality is reminiscent of the king aka lebron james's recent run where he's made the finals in astounding seven consecutive times from 2011 through 2017 including three nba finals mvp awards lebron whether with the heat or the Cavs, always plays basketball with the utmost quality just like belvedere vodka enjoy a delicious cocktail with belvedere vodka today and remember to always drink responsibly Today's episode of the Ringer NBA show is also brought to you by Yahoo Tournament Bracket. March is here, which means one thing. It's bracket time. Yahoo Sports Tourney Pick'em is the best place to fill out your bracket all through the Yahoo Fantasy app. Joining a public group is easy, or you can create a group and play with your friends, or join Draymond Green's group for a shot at 25 grand. Don't know your college hoops? Choose one of the autofill brackets. Pick coaches with the highest winning percentages or party schools or totally rebel and pick the least popular picks. There is no wrong way to fill out a Yahoo Sports tourney pick'em. Don't miss out on March Madness and get your bracket in before the games tip off on March 15th. All right, guys, uh, we're back. We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, bottleneck that we have in both conferences with with some of these teams that are in the 3 to 10 seed area uh obviously in certain in certain si- situations some teams have found a little bit of separation i think you know obviously uh the cavs are going to be fine the wizards are going to be fine but there there's a bunch of, there's a bunching and then if you start looking at oh you could lose 3 you could lose 4 things get interesting here i've given you each 10 cards they're supposed to be chips, like gambling chips, because I basically want to see your Sean investment. Fantasy is going to be so upset. I know Molly's <laughs> game all over. Again. I know. Did you actually wind up seeing Molly's game? Did we talk about this. Yeah, I. That oh, was God, the reason yeah. we brought it up. Oh, I right. love Molly's game. That's right. And I know it's a very unpopular. The, the, opinion. It's the group chat's best picture Oscar winner. Now I have <laughs> her. Vo- I have Jessica Chastain's voice narrating everything for me. She's all my like, decisions. Even this podcast. 
I mean, yeah, she's like telling me what to say. So okay. big, big Pelicans fan. Okay. <laughs> um, you guys each have 10 cards. You're allowed to put as many cards as you want on any team. Okay. You have, I think we could probably, within reason, I don't want you to put one card each on 10 teams. That would be boring. But I want to talk about these teams that are between three and 10 in each conference. And you guys can invest as many chips as you want here, as many cards as you want on these teams. In the West, those teams are the Wolves, Spurs, Pelicans, Blazers, Thunder, Nuggets, Clippers, and Jazz. And in the East, it's the Cavs, Wiz, Pacers, Sixers, Bucks, Heat, and Pistons. So, Haley, why don't we start with you? Okay. You're, you're a seed investor. You're, okay. you're coming here. Who are you? Who Been are you here many your, times. Yeah, who are you putting your money on? Uh, Well, first of all, we're talking about teams that we believe could are have make, an influence. They're going to make some noise okay. in the playoffs, right? Okay. So there's... We were really hot on Utah mm-hmm. like a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like that's leveled out a little bit. They're still on the outside looking in on the playoffs, but feel free to bet on Utah. Feel free to bet on whoever you want. I know that I've been kind of a San Antonio downer, and I'm going to continue that right now. I just don't think that it's going to be enough to go into the playoffs. They're aging, man. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a long season, and I don't, I'm not for sure that Kawhi's coming back. I think maybe he might have got freaked out by all the talk. It was like, well, it's his choice. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of a bummer. And, you know, he's, I bet he just doesn't like all the attention behind that. So I'm out on the Spurs, um, just mi- not for the playoffs, just making a, like, making a big noise deal. in the postseason. Yeah. So even if it was to push the Warriors a couple of games, yeah, or push the Rockets a couple of games. Definitely not. Okay. And I'm also out on the Wolves. Okay. Um, even if Jimmy Butler comes back and they made the decision to like have a surgery that is good in the short term, we'll bring him back faster, but it's like bad in the long term. And I just am very upset at both him and Tibbs for doing that. Okay. Um, even if he comes back, like we have no guarantee that he will be. So you're not betting on the Spurs. The you're Jimmy, not betting on the Wolves. Yeah. The Jimmy Butler that we've seen this season. Uh, so I'm going five on the Thunder. Five on the Thunder. Wow. Yeah. Because they have that. Well, it's kind of been softened as like lately, but mm-hmm. they started out the season like not losing to the, the Warriors, not losing to the Rockets, not losing to the Cavs. Um, and they've fallen to them a couple times since, but they've only lost to the Warriors once. Um, and then I'm putting five in on the Blazers, which okay. is something I would have never expected I going into the season. But they are playing really well, really good basketball. So five on the Thunder. Five on the Thunder and five on five the Blazers. On the Blazers. Okay. Yeah. Those Justin. are interesting picks. Yeah. You know, I, I do feel myself being pulled to the Thunder because I look at all these teams and they just seem like they have an, another gear in a way that some of these other teams yeah, don't. Yeah, in the same way that we were talking about what's postseason basketball feel like and look like against the Rockets, I feel like the flip is true for the Thunder where there is some version of this team that is supercharged in the And playoffs. finals experience. And finals sure. experience. And I was listening to, to Bill and KOC on, on Bill's podcast just on the way in and they made the good point that like there's still the possibility that like peak mellow might show up in the playoffs when he's able to kind of suppress his ego a little bit and like play a little bit more in this system. You're saying this. I know. Well, I'm, I'm still not going to bet on someone them. else said that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I'm going to go five on the nuggets. I just really like what they have right now. Uh, Jokic is already starting to kick up some dust for for MVP. Now it's coming from his head coach, not necessarily from anybody else. Uh, I, I like what they have there. And Paul Millsap, probably theoretically their best player today, mm-hmm. uh, came back and I think he made an impact in that game the other night, even though I, they lost the they Clippers. Lost, yeah. Um, but I just like what they have. I think they could push a team like you know, if the Wolves end up in the three seed. Could they be a funky like scare the rockets a little bit 
That those Maybe. those would be like 150, 140 games, right? Yeah. The the thing about the the Rockets that the Nuggets don't have is just the defense. Right. Like I, I still wonder like what they are defensively, even with Millsap in there. Uh so I'll do five on them. I'm gonna go three on the Spurs. Okay. Just because I trust the process to a certain degree there. I just yeah. I just believe in playoff pop. Yeah. I just think they Managed to win games in, in those sort of situations. I'm going to go two on Los Pelicanos. Well, wow, you're really spreading. You're you're like hedging a lot. Hundred percent. Okay. Scared I don't believe- money don't make money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm, I don't- go- I'm going ten on Trinity Squash. <laughs> uh, okay. So on the Pelicans. Yeah. I just I- Anthony Davis is probably the best player amongst these teams, and okay. you always want to bet on the best player. I am going to go uh, seven on the Thunder. So. I'm just going to, for the sake of just visuals, count, right? Yeah. Seven on the Thunder because I think in any given series outside of outside of the Rockets and the, and the Warriors, and that, so this behoove the Thunder to get out of that seven and get up a little bit, I think they could have two or three of the best three players on the court at any given time. And I understand that they have all sorts of problems, but over and over again, over the course of the season, they have proven that they can play in any game with any team. Right. And it's just a matter of actually not having to go to overtime against the Mavericks and you know, waste unnecessary energy over the course of the season. I don't think this is going to be the season that they were hoping for. And I think the Roberson injury really did hurt them. I don't think Corey Brewer is going to make much of a difference. Like I, I, I am thrilled for the Florida Gators reunion between him and Billy Donovan, but I don't think that that's like a game changing uh, addition for those guys. I think there were other players out there at the trade deadline that would have been more interesting for them, but it's it's and it's too bad that they didn't get in on the Joe Johnson sweepstakes or in on some of the other things. Um, but yeah, I think that 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 they're going to be a really scary team in the playoffs. I think that they're capable of beating the Warriors. Can they beat them four times in seven? I don't I don't think so, but I think that they can beat them two or three times. Right, and against the Mavs, they had twenty two turnovers. But something to take away from that is they've closed games really well yeah. as of late. Um, and also, I think that they're a team that kind of like plays down to their competition. Yes. In the, in the sense that I feel like the the Rockets have been really good at ending games in first and second quarters. The Thunder have been really good at ending games in the last two minutes, it seems like. Yeah. You know, they, or at least being in games in the last two minutes. They don't often get blown out like the way the Cavs were around uh, Jan- in January. They stick around. So I'm going to put a bunch, I'm going to put seven on the Thunder, which okay. is typical for me. They have Corey Brewer now, so everything's changed. I, I also <laughs> want to put three on the Spurs like you. I also agree that I just like the idea of Popovich in a seven-game series against pretty much any of these coaches except Kerr. We'll make a side bet after this. Okay. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Eastern Conference. Hailstorm. Uh, Tough. Because the Eastern Conference is like a close mess. Yeah, mm. this is where a we lot rely of the teams have had problems lately. Well, thank you. Uh, I think that the Wizards have looked capable lately. I'm still not really sold because I'm like, <sighs> are you not sold on this team, or are you not sold on the specter of John Wall returning when he's done making his Both. 1970s funk album? Which is how <laughs> he's dressing. <laughs> I love it. It was great. He's it's, so based. It's yeah. awesome. Seriously, both because. Um, if this keeps being successful and then you put him in the lineup, like you're not, Scott Brooks is not going to like not put him back in the lineup. And if that ruins some things, if it shakes it up, if you need time for adjustment, like it's going to be like late in the season. When is he expected back? Before the playoffs, I Before believe. the playoffs. I mean, yeah. Okay. So yeah. let's say it's like a couple games before the playoffs. That kind of doesn't give you a whole lot of time. But yeah. at the same time, the Pacers are kind of shaky. 
Um, they dropped three in a row. And the Heat were 8-1 and one before the All-Star break. And they yeah. had that amazing Dwayne Wade game where he just was D-Wade that we all loved. But I'm sorry, like, he's not going to be D-Wade every night. There's no way. He's explicit about that. He's like, yeah, yeah. this is we're going to get, like... We're going to get flashes of flash, but we won't get me every night. You know, I think he's pretty comfortable with where he is. You were always a little skeptical about the Heat. Yes. Uh, Because we had talked about whether or not last season's second half run was going to be a predictive of this season. And then it seemed like they they were up around fourth or fifth, I think, at one point. They were really cruising. And and things have sort of started to fall apart. Three and seven, their last ten, they have a negative point differential of point four. Um, Do you think there's another run in them, or is this sort of where they're at? Maybe, but I would have pointed to that point differential in just their recent record. I'm looking at it right now. They're three and seven in their past ten. Yeah, that feels a little bit more accurate. I mean, they have a worse point differential than the Charlotte Hornets, uh-huh. who are like slowly starting to creep back into this. Uh, Zach Cram in the office the other day showed me five thirty eights just playoff odds mm-hmm. going forward, and the Hornets actually had better odds than I believe both the Pistons and the Heat, Ooh. which is insane to think about. Now I don't think they're better than. Uh, either of those teams, but I think the like Heat schedule, are more like. Yeah. yeah, I think the Heat probably have a better top end, but I, the the East is slowly starting to get some some better top level teams. Mm-hmm. Like I look at the list that we have here of just guys that we can bet on, and I kind of like a lot of them. Yeah, a lot are of you putting the noise. Wizards in there? I wish I could. Uh, I love what they have right now. I think it just makes a lot of sense, especially when you look at the matchups in the playoffs. I think they match up particularly well with the Celtics. But again, I'm just like you, Haley. I'm, I'm worried about the John Wall effect and how much he'll throw things I off. wish this... This is a weird thing to say. I wish the John Wall injury had happened in December. Mm. And that... Well, it did, and then he had another one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I wish that he had been out for, say, Christmas to Valentine's or whatever. Yeah. And then they could... Uh, reintegrate him back into the team and maybe Scott Brooks sees some things about how I should stagger. I should ne- I should I should have Beal and Wall split a lot of the game and then be on the court together in the fourth quarter or whatever it is, you know, follow some of what D'Antoni does with Paul and Harden. Have basically two different looks you can throw out there where there's a a Beal centric ball movement one and then there's maybe an ISO centric wall thing. And that would just fuel the fire under John Wall. He'd mm-hmm. be so upset yeah. about that. Well, I'm not saying bring him off the bench as much as... No, I don't think you are, but it's like he, you're going to be very aware of what's going on yes. if you're not playing with yes. Beal anymore. Like one of you is a rotating second unit. I don't think that we're... I think that we, we're getting a little carried away and like talking about Wall like he's Isaiah Thomas. Like I, I don't... I, I think he's like a really good player. And the, it's not like the Wizards are like in the this, this second seed now without him. They've had... They're 500, a little bit better than 500 team without him, right? But, but there have been times before when players aren't getting along and it's kind of like... I don't want to say this particular time is like a poison because I think that it's a, getting a little dramatic. Yeah. But we've definitely seen that before and even like super talented players become like an issue just because they don't really get along with the rest of the team. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So yeah, I feel like we, we skip past your, your chip distribution a little bit there. So you... you I'm all in on the Wizards. Wow. I don't have any... Not because I'm super confident in them. I'm just not confident in anyone else. Okay. Yeah, Sadoransky's good, man. And I think their issue is more of like a, a cap distribution sort of issue. Sure. It's just that Sadoransky makes up enough of what John Wall brings that you probably need more help in the front court. Yeah. I mean, th- this will be probably one of the most interesting conversations that we have in the offseason is um, this idea of trading players at their peak, which I feel like we talk about a lot because we need stuff to talk about, but could creepingly get into the minds of some GMs where ordinarily you would say, wow, I did it. 
I got John Wall or Anthony Davis locked up for their peak. And yes, it's costing me a lot of money. But now maybe you start thinking three, four years down the line and you see more teams do what the Clippers did. Mm-hmm. I have a take. Not related to anything we were just talking I about. I wish we could do trumpets, di- Blair. Yeah, you're going to die in this hill? <laughs> we, <laughs> we have a drop. We haven't, we, haven't, we haven't done the drop in a while. Kyle, can we, can we drop 300? This is Sparta! I am not saying he's at his peak, but I think that the Wolves should entertain trading Andrew Wiggins. Okay. I think somebody would take him on. It's a very expensive contract. I mean, he got the maximum extension, but somebody's going to take him on. There's just teams that want a fresh start, that things haven't been working out. Maybe it's like a defensive-minded coach, and they think, I mean, Tibbs is supposed to be, but he still hasn't gotten through to him. Uh, Or maybe somebody who knows that they can be hard on him, you know, on offense, like Popovich, for example. I don't know if they'd take that risk, but like even even Brad Stevens, even Brad Stevens, because (laughs) Tyree went to Brad Stevens, and he's like, it feels like a college team. It feels like we're all working yeah, together. Yeah, we yeah. all care about each other. I just and don't... also any at any given moment, like our coach helps us win. Yes, and I don't think he feels that way about Thibodeau. I think maybe Haley, he even I'm very intrigued by the yeah. the, the Wiggins to the Spurs Thank thing. You. I'm a little worried about the Wolves now. I mean, oh my Butler, God. even if he comes back, like and he looks yeah eighty percent of what he was. The lady of yes. the wolf did not put any chips down on the wolves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. nervous Timber about pup. them. Yeah. yeah, very excited that they'll go get in the playoffs. But sure. I don't think that this is their year to make noise in the playoffs quite yet. Yeah, I, I think that they are actually a lot like the Thunder if they were healthy. I yeah. would not want to be in a seven-game series with those guys grinding me down like that. But I, they're going to be a fascinating litmus test about how hard you can play players during the regular season. The one secret thing that the Rockets have been doing, man, Chris Paul played 29 minutes last night. Mm. You know, James Harden played 33 minutes last night. They're not running these guys in the ground. Russ is out here working double shifts to beat the Mavericks, but... I wonder if we're going to see at the end of the season some 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 of that pay off. Maybe John Wall will be all the better for his mid year vacation. Right. Um, okay, I, I'm I'm fascinated by this idea that GMs might start thinking more creatively about star players on quasi long term deals as assets rather than building blocks. A salary dump before it becomes a salary. This dump. is this is this will be the Blake. Yeah, but the Deron Williams. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so we kind of got off track. Do you guys? Do you have any Eastern Conference chips you'd like to throw down? You put ten on the Wizards. Yeah, that's great. She's all in. Yeah, uh, I keep thinking about. You really you. did see Molly's game. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the Bond movie where they where they play? Uh, it's Casino Royale. He goes, yeah, he's putting them all in. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's also like a thirty five minute long poker yeah, scene. It's, Often it's what insane. will happen with poker movies is that you'll be watching them and you're like, God, I wish there was more poker in this yeah. movie. And then Casino Royale actually it has all the poker and you're like. Holy shit! This is a really long card game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all about grinding out those. And doesn't those that guy wins. like have like a weird tier thing going on? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Do you ever see Casino Royale? No, I That's don't like right. the Bond movie. I'll tell you what. If Molly's game star Idris Elba <laughs> were to be a, a, in a Bond movie, okay. I would definitely check it out. Maybe we could just have our video department like video <laughs> repurpose Idris into every Bond movie and, and Haley can watch all the Bond movies. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not going all in on one team, <laughs> uh, but I am putting eight on the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron has been to seven straight NBA finals. That's insane. Is it, are they in fourth place? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're, no, they're in third place. Okay. And it's funny because I was prepared to make the point that like we sleep on LeBron for MVP over Anthony Davis, even though like LeBron has led them to so many more wins. Not true. He has the Cavs have one more win than the Pelicans right now, which is insane. Uh, I just think like they have enough around him at this point that he can just lift them to a higher level. I wouldn't be surprised if they made another finals. I'm going to put two, though, on your Philadelphia 76ers. Thanks, man. LeBron's future team. Uh, I mean, I just think that they have hit a stride here in the second half. All of the math. They know what and, they are now. The math indicates that like they're a good team. They have Ursan Ilyasova back. I, Look, I think he's going to make all the difference. You never know when Markel could come through. Oh, God. oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. They got Ursan Ilyasova. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. For the second round pick on Trevor Booker. Yeah, exactly. Cutting. Guys, I have 10 cards. Okay. Uh, they're all going on the Raptors. Wow. I know that we... I, we said three I know, I know. ten. But here's the thing. Is <laughs> this that, is so unfair. Here's the thing. The house always wins. Sure. But we haven't talked about the Raptors in a while. And they are 9-1 in their last 10. And are they the most underrated great team we've... Absolutely. I mean, like, Love I them. can't get... Who do they have to beat? How often do they have to win? How consistent do they have to be? I sincerely believe people don't watch them. I don't. <laughs> you, sh- you should. You yeah, should. I check in every now and then. It's not More even that before. they're good. They are fun. Yeah. Like they are legitimately fun. No, here's this is the actual problem with this whole question for the Eastern Conference is that nobody here has actually, I don't believe in any of these teams. It's like I'll, in theory, talk myself into the Bucks. And then I'll actually watch them against the Wizards. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'll watch them against the Pistons. I'm like, what's going on here? You know, like, like yeah. what, like what, what is, what is this team? Who are we looking for? Giannis is God, but it, you know, he actually, I'm waiting for him to, it, it doesn't feel exactly like it feels when you watch the Pelicans and Anthony Davis, like where you're sure no matter what's going to happen, that this guy is going to kind of, is going to give these guys a chance to win. Yeah. Unicorn backlash. I mean, it's not really a backlash as much as like I was watching them against the Wizards and I was like, what? Why is this? Why isn't Giannis bringing the ball up? And it's ice, and it's every time down. Yeah. He's going to make the Wizards stop him to sc- not score. And instead, there's like these weird dribble handoffs between like Middleton and I, I don't know. It's it was it, I was I was like I, I don't think they know what this team is. Yeah, Giannis is in the phase of where Anthony Davis was in 2014-15, where he yeah. just rose to prominence and they just made the playoffs and he almost took a game from the Warriors, but they just don't have enough around him right now. And he himself hasn't even learned how to shoot. I mean, once he hits that level I think he can he can win some MVPs and, and be in the discussion of leading a team to you yeah know, conference finals so I mean I, I I'm, I'm not willing to put many cards on them I'll say three on Giannis and three on the Bucks because they're interesting I'm gonna put two on this weird Wizards team and I would put five on the Sixers because they're actually pretty good they're actually pretty good and I actually do think that if he's healthy Joel Embiid is probably the best player in a non-Raptors Cavs I guess I'll take So you aren't putting any on the Cavs either. I don't think they need it. I <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of forgot about them for I read that as like four through ten. Mm. But they're having a bizarro season. The past this is, is past. not like a I'm still on the Wizards. seed team because it you know, like what seed does it really matter if LeBron really is? It's not a third seed team they can beat any team in the league. They can also lose to the Heat. Like I I don't really know what they are and we're, this is this is the theme of the playoffs is going to be is these enormous changes at the last minute it's wall coming right. back it's Ka- Kawhi possibly coming back it's butler possibly coming back and it's this Cavs team trying to make themselves into a contender on the fly but as far as making i'm not saying finals but as far as making 
you know, upsetting and maybe like making noise in the playoffs, it's LeBron James. Yeah. He doesn't lose playoff series. Yeah. To bring this back full circle, especially first round series. Yeah. Uh, To bring this back full circle, the 3-6 matchup could be Cavs-Sixers. Could be like the open audition for LeBron's heart there. That's so fun. That'd be cool. He can, he'll definitely be able to check out houses then. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for joining us for NBA Group Chat. Check out Draft Class on Friday. We have NBA shows every day on The Ringer. Uh, thanks for being with us. Take care. Basketball is very good. Basketball is very good.